where some nations weren't rich and others are poor? Of course, this is a very difficult question because the answer is not really straightforward. For example, in America, you have uh, slaves contributing majorly to the wealth of America, and that's why they call even for African Americans to be given reparations and you have even President Obama alluding to that fact saying slavery obviously contributed to a part of America's wealth today although he dodged that question by saying white folks will be resentful so that's why he didn't put forth it during his presidency but aside from the twin uh, twin uh, false steps of slavery and near extermination of African Americans, you find America was built for the land of the talented. So that's why, even though the precision expert consultant has had her day in America, even though the skilled Laborers had a day in America. It is the talented that has a true, had a truly remarkable run in America. The creative genius entrepreneur, the singer, the actor, the writer, the football player, the athlete. All these have had an enduring run in America. And so America was basically built for the talented. So basically it's the land of the 2% of the population to carry the rest 98% of the population on their backs. So what, in, uh, but in, uh, the thing that in America it is not the ruler who is the richest person like in Africa. It is this talented percent that are the wealthiest, the inventors, innovators, creative genius, entrepreneurs, singers, actors, musicians, book writers, uh, story, story writers. So these are the people that carry America along on their shoulders. Then, so for Africa, we really have to choose Should Africa be a land of the talented, where 2% of the geniuses in Africa carry 98% of the population, or it should be the land of the position expert consultant, where 10% of the population carries 90% of the population, or the land of the skilled laborer, where 30% of the population carries 70% of the population. So that's what we need to determine. But besides that, we really need to eliminate dirty politics. There's no way. It is simply a subset that the richest people in Africa are the politicians. That to be wealthy, to be rich, I wouldn't call them wealthy. Since wealthy, you have to get wealthy in society. So that to be rich, you have to be close to power is our greatest undoing as a continent. That our richest people should be our inventors, our innovators, our creative genius entrepreneurs, 
and maybe we choose also our skilled uh, craft our skilled craft laborers and our precision expert consultants this will be the richest people in africa but they are the the poorest the african cheetah is really the african we are an animist cheetah is the one or the cat family is the one that is responsible for providence so the cat of africa is really hungry the genius of africa is really really hungry so we need to be able to lift her up provide her with funds for capital funds for research pay her commensurate salaries and not just reward the ceo only pay her great salaries improve her working conditions and make sure she has enough time to think because right now some things you need to have been fed in order to think critically you can just think critically on an empty stomach and most of the african population is on survival mode they have no time to think that's why they say africans don't read it's not a disparaging statement really it's just that in our level of development our level of income just allow one to look for only basic needs that is food shelter clothing only that there's no other time to think okay let me read a book and that's why the genius in africa finds africa deathbed to pursue the ideas So I have addressed these ideas in my book that is the new Africa rising. That is the new Africa rising of a colony from Abinda Okango available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. That is the new Africa rising by Collins from Abinda Okango. It's available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. So in the book I basically address how Africa can move from the periphery of world affairs to be the front and center of the world from the periphery of world affairs to be front and center of the world so i call Africa the one percent continent because it contributes just one percent to the global economic outlook even as it is the primary source of raw materials and minerals that go to make these other places wealthy where they process our raw materials and re-export those finished goods back to us. So, uh, what, what will make Africa move from the periphery of world affairs to the front and center and what will an African dream consist of? For me, I think we need a percent income of at least $100,000. So that will mean moving our GDP from $1.5 trillion to hundred and fifty thousand dollars of course someone is just wondering this must be a joker this must be a dreamer but it's only dreamers who change the world if you care to know so let me hold on to this lofty ideas it could be done within our lifetimes not in the age of the children of our children within our lifetimes all you need to do is to make our wealthiest people the ones who solve our toughest challenges only that to make our wealthiest people to make the ones who solve our toughest challenges 
the wealthiest people. That's just what we need to do and eliminate politicians hold on power. These are just emissaries for the West and uh, China. So you can get all these ideas on my book, The New Africa Rising by Colin Slabindokam. It's available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. Thank you. And then get all these ideas on my website www.mabinda.com that is www.mabinda.com so get the new of on amazon.com thank you